Uh, good morning and, and happy new year to all our listeners out there. Uh, we're very excited to continue uh, this, uh, this, this ongoing tennis rally we're having with our first podcast of the year. And uh, I'm delighted to have my, my cousin who's had a little bit more time to, to make his New Year's resolutions. And, uh, and so we'll get, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, before we make some some broader predictions, but uh, good morning to you or good afternoon to you, Philip. Bonjour, mon ami. Um, yeah, and since it's January first, I've been thinking very hard today about New Year's resolutions, and the one on the top of my list is really um, it's to sit between Nadal's sister and girlfriend in his player's box, but more to the point, um, sit between them and their hotel room later that day. So I, you know, I forgot to mention that, that I thought that, you know, at least one of the things that sets us apart aside from our tennis genius is that we may be two of just a handful of people around the world who are not currently hung over. So I don't know whether or not to, to backtrack on that statement, Philip, <laughs> or just to take it as a sign that you have revved up the confidence or you're just willing to go a little bit more public you know, with some of your, your hidden talents in the new year. No, I just think uh, goals should be realistic, you know? Ah, I like that. I like that. So that's, I think that's that's a nice segue. Now, I, I have to say that I, too, made some resolutions, although they're a little less, a uh, little less, what should I say, exciting. And one of them is I've had some papers accumulating and on that stack of papers or some bills that I haven't paid for about eight or nine years. So I want to finally pay off those bills and, and dispose of some of those papers. And then number two, to make sure that I've never seen in public next to either Nadal's girlfriend or sister. I think as far as family planning, that, that wouldn't work too well. Uh, so how surprised will these uh, bill collectors be to see that you've paid these bills eight or nine years late? Yeah, I, have to, I know there's a Seinfeld episode where they return a book to the New York Public Library that's <laughs> yeah. about 60 or 70 years overdue. So I have to, I have to see, you know, maybe with... With the new tax bill, maybe there'll be some debt relief in that. I'll have to check out, you know, some of the new laws on the books, and uh, but but I think they'll be thrilled. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, they'll be thrilled. <laughs> um, I think I'll bring so, some of the company back to solvency. So yeah. so so back to tennis. Uh, our uh, what we're doing today is going through our list of who the top fifteen will be by this time next year, January first, two thousand nineteen. Um, both of us have lit, written down our lists and we have not shared our lists with the other one until, and we're unveiling them right now. Um, we're going to start with number 15 and work our ways down to one. So Mark, who do you have at number 15, um, for this year? Sure. So I, you know, just getting back to one of our themes last week, I did want at least one player with a hyphenated name, uh, <laughs> in my top 15. It may not be the ones... Maybe. Uh, do you have any hyphenated players in your top fifteen? By the way. No, I'm uh, an anti I'm I'm a I'm an anti hyphenite. Okay, that's well, that's interesting. That that. Uh, I mean, so if I'm you have a hyphenated 15. last name, it means your dad wasn't virile enough to put you in the top fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make sure I don't change my son's name to Elman Eccles. Anyway, at number fifteen, and, and and partially because he's a group chat favorite. I have uh, the uh, fourth best lefty Spaniard uh, oh. and a source of potentially great income for, for one, of the, one of the participants in our tennis chat. But I have Albert Ramos Vinolas, 
um, which wow. I think means cheap wine, <laughs> if I translate the, the Spanish correctly. Uh, but I think, you know, there's, there's something about cheap wine that, that gets people going. So I have him at number 15. I think he's going to work really hard to defend his clay court points. And I think you guys gave him some nice stocking stuffers as well. So I have him at number 15. Uh, yes. He's going to have to pull out some wins on the hard courts, but, but I think he can do it. So I'll bet you like $20 at, I'm not going to say whatever you, odds you want, but like like three to one odds that this does not happen. Because he is like very good on clay, but only good on clay. Uh, so yeah, this is our first throwdown of the year and of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to take, I want some better odds. I have a funny feeling your brother will get me some better odds. And I'm going to leverage that conversation. And, and I'll speak to him before he hears the podcast. But I, I got it. I just wanted a hyphenated name. You know, the Carino Bustos. Just, just a, never actually seen him play, but something, his name sounds even less virile. So yeah, I, yeah. I, it has Carino yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had Jack Sock as my number 15. It was be between him and Sam Query. I thought an American would be the 15th best player in the world this year. And uh, Sock, I just think he'll be the beneficiary of some very good draws for the entire season. Because um, winning Paris uh, means a lot of his points won't come off the board until the very end. And I think he'll be able to... Uh, He's also just very young, so I think he's still getting better. Um, and so he's eight in the world right now. I don't see him dropping down past 15, but there are just better guys ahead of him. So that's why I don't have him higher. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction. Uh, so that is, that's a perfect segue into my number 14. And I think, um, as we discussed last week, we're, we're going to, we're going to do a little trade in some people's names and hyphenated names. So I do have uh, Jack Martin Del Sock or Jack <laughs> Del Sock at number 14. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to, I think he's going to play much better in South America because of his new uh, hyphenated uh, long hair friendly name. He may have to grow his hair out a little bit, but I have him at number 14. I, I, I yeah. I hadn't even taken him. into account his new name. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he might be higher because he will I play mean, better. I think it's a little aerodynamic, but I think Americans are not really are prosper. And that, this is uh, possibly part of a later part of this podcast where we discuss <laughs> our predictions on on the USA as a whole. But I, but I have a number fourteen. I think he's a fairly consistent player. He doesn't stay down for long. We'll find out if he can stay up for for an ex more extended period of time. Yeah, and then another thing about him is that he's, for the most part, healthy. Like, he's never had a major injury. And I think that's another big <laughs> thing about who ends up where this year, is just who plays all the tournaments. Uh, which gets me into my number 14, uh, which is Stan Wawrinka. And the only reason he's this low is I, I just don't trust his knee. Um, apparently he had three surgeries, either three or four surgeries this summer, and it only started to feel like okay in like late November, December. Um, that plus the fact that uh, most of his points happen like from last season are from a semifinal appearance in the Aussie Open, a finalist appearance in the French Open, 
and uh, he got to the finals of one of the Masters 1000s that Federer won. I think it was Indian Wells. Um, mm. He's just going to drop really far, really fast at the beginning of the season. I just don't see him picking it back up um, uh, by the end of the year. That's a good prediction. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic on him. So, uh, well, that's, that's, that is a pretty solid prediction. You're right. He'll have to have a big Aussie. I guess that'll be the telltale sign. If he can at least make the round of 16, that's probably a good sign. If he's less than the round of 16, it, it's probably a harbinger of doom. Yeah. Uh, how about number 13? Who do you have at number 13? Lucky number 13. I have, uh, David Goffin just because he looks like he's 13 years old. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, he's a very good player. Uh, he got a little bit screwed by, like, a fluke injury last year, and he had a really strong end of the season. Um, I generally like his game. I just don't think he's as good as the guys I have ahead of him. What? Who do you think? That's a, you know, I do have him a little bit higher. So I have... Uh... Uh, one of our favorite friends from the Matrix. I have Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson at number thirteen. <laughs> I, th- I think he's got a good encore temperament. Uh, His fist pumps. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, he's one of the best basketball players on the tour, and I probably one of the better uh, safari guides as well. Uh, <laughs> and I just think, you know, I think you can. I, I don't know. I feel like it's he's he's got a small w- window of career opportunity. I think he's going to try to maximize that career opportunity. I see him doing pretty well at Wimbledon. Uh, I know he's got some points to defend at the end of the year, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think it just keeps him on the radar and makes him want to stay on the radar. Yeah. Well, I didn't have him in my top 15. Um, I think he was sort of the beneficiary last year of a lot of guys being injured. Um, and yeah, he has a lot of points to defend at the U.S. Open. Um, but who knows? Uh, his safari guiding might um, <laughs> woo some guys into losses. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's better than the person I have at number twelve, which is Marin Cilic. Um, so Ch- Cilic, I think he was sixth this year. Um, he might have been a little lower, either six or seven. He's six, he's six right, six right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's he's been healthy. I just uh, he got to the finals of Wimbledon. I don't see him repeating that. Um, when everyone's healthy, uh, I mean, yeah, you you there are just a lot of good players, and some of them won't be in the top ten, and I. Chilich was one of the ones I chose to not be in the top 10. Uh, I could end up regretting this, mostly, I think, because he's been healthy and a lot of the guys I have ahead of him haven't been healthy. And so I think Chilich will play a lot of the tournaments. And, uh, yeah, so it's not a confident 12. I think he might be higher. Uh, 12 is, like, the lowest I think he'll be, and I put him at 12. Okay. We're up to number 12 now, so yeah, at, yeah. at 12, <clears throat> I have one of your neighbors over there in France. I, I do think this is his last year to, to be in the top 20, but I do have Joe Wilfred Tsonga at 12. I don't think he racked up so many points <clears throat> in the majors, and so I think 
in that sense, he should exceed his performance of last year. Uh, I don't know how he did in the other tournaments, but I, I just see him as somebody who, if others are a little bit slower physically or mentally and coming back, he'll take advantage of it. Normally when your country wins the Davis cup, that gives individual players from that country a good lift. So I think, that, you know, I think, I think he'll have a good run at Wimbledon and not, and maybe the French as well. I would say those two tournaments are, are his chance to, 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 to bump up his ranking a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Songa is finished. So that's another point of disagreement. I really hope you're right. Um, but yeah, he's a little bit too slow, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, let's hope you're right. Um, so yeah, one of the guys I think is going to be ahead of Songa, um, a guy who's coming back, and a, a guy who I think is going to make sure Songa is never in the top 15 again, is my least favorite player on tour, uh, Milos Reynic, who wears way too much hair gel. Uh, unfortunately his serve and forehand, uh, his like hair gel gets on the ball. And so I think that causes the bounce to like change and confuses a lot of people. Um, which means he'll, uh, he'll regain, he'll regain, he won't fully regain his ranking, but he'll get close to it. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good prediction. I, I think he's a real wild card. I don't have him in the top 15 and that might be a mistake. I just I, I can't watch him enough to uh, to be able to, to that was, have that was a wishful omission. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I'm not willing to do it. I'm, I'm not willing to do the research. So that's just um, I'm cutting the corner there a little bit. Now, the hair gel thing is really a thing. I've heard it. I've heard the players complain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would think. I guess I I would think if you're from Canada, you want to put a, the least amount of liquid as possible in your hair. But yeah, whatever. yeah, hopefully his hair freezes. So speaking of hair, uh, who do, well, that's that's a segue into my number 11. Who do you have at, at number 11? I, I just told you, right, and I choose your that number. That was 11. Yeah. Oh, wait, who was your 12? Sorry. Chilich was 12. Chilich was 12. Sorry, sorry. So at, at number 11, I, who has one of the players was one of the better heads of hair, and uh, is looking forward to a role in Ocean's 8, which I think is the next installment of the film. I have Kei Nishikori. Uh, I think I'm not sure what his injury status is, and you, you can talk me out of it right now if you know more about his, his injury status than I do. But I think he's he's still a pretty solid top 10 player. He's had a good lock on that. Uh, I think he's young enough where he'll benefit from the aging of some other players, and yet experienced enough that he can still beat uh, some of the, the up-and-comers in tight Grand Slam matches. So I have him at number 11. Yeah, I agree that he's going to have uh, he's going to rebound this season. I actually have him at number 10, which is, yeah, my next per- the next person on my list. Uh, I just think, yeah, his rehab must be going well, especially I think he's either engaged to or married to, like one of the top gymnasts ever in Japan. So she's been... Uh, teaching him some like flexibility exercises i'm pretty sure maybe he can do the splits now um and he does have a very good head of hair um and yeah perhaps michael chang will uh will actually jump out on the court and uh uh 
hit, hit a backhand that hit the ball back. That's you know you know when overheads uh, sometimes go into the stands. Uh-huh. Perhaps uh, Chang will like whip out a racket and retrieve a ball for him every once in a while. Uh, that sounds like something he would like to do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's a good pick. So at number ten, I have um, the the boy wonder who his band is. Uh, I th- I'm not sure if it's the the Backstreet Boys, but I have David Goffin at number ten. Uh, I nice. feel got some momentum carrying him into this year. I don't know how many Grand Slam points he has to defend, but I feel like he was actually injured for one of them, maybe. So yeah. I feel like he's he's got a chance to at least keep. I mean, he's set seven right now, but I feel like he can keep his ranking fairly close to where it's at. So if he uh, if he makes the top ten, what's his uh, what's his treat? What's his like bonus? Does he get to keep all his Halloween candy, or uh, only give like like instead of well, half they, of it to charity, like two thirds of it? Charge him for his, for his braces cleaning. I yeah. think that he gets one free braces replacement, and he can still get the the. The movie discounts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The high school student discount. Yeah, braces. uh, It must be hard to have braces in Belgium just because the chocolate is so good and they put caramel in it a lot of the time. Um, So, yeah, that's a good good bonus. I think he'll appreciate it. Um, Another young... I'm already inside the top ten. Yeah, yeah. So, my number nine. uh, It's another youngster. He's been in the top five the last two seasons, I think. Uh, Dominic Team. Uh, he's the second best clay court, or the third best behind Nadal and Djokovic in the world right now. Um, he's really good on clay and has had some strong starts of the season. He's tailed off the last three years uh, near the end of the season. Um, never had a really good. Uh, hard court season in the US um and yeah it's just i'm assuming a lot of the guys are going to be healthy and i think team is the ninth best player when people are healthy um and so that's why i have him so low yeah i don't even think it's so it's, it's still some tough competition so at number 9 i have i i feel like his window of, again back to the window of opportunity i do have Stan Wawrinka at number 9 i think he's about 2 years away from from calling it a day, may, may, hard time and after that. So I have him at number nine. I'm not quite sure why, but I guess he he plays well when he's counted out. He plays well as an underdog when there's not a lot of pressure on him, and I think he can go into the year without a lot of pressure on him, even though his ranking is pretty decent. So I guess I have him uh, keeping his ranking. He should be at number nine. I just have him staying where he's at. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean... <clears throat> Stan can be anywhere. Like uh, I think, no matter where he's ranked, um, he's still going to be a threat of the major if he's healthy. He's proven that. Um, and I've told you why I have him lower, but I respect. Uh, yeah, just looking at it, it, looks like he only played fifteen tournaments last year. The lowest of anybody, lowest amount of tournaments of anybody in the top. In the, in the top 20. So I feel like that'll work to his advantage. Yeah. Um, let's hope he returns healthy and and has the, a top 10 season. Um, but ahead of him at number 8, I actually have his nemesis, the person who uh, told him who his current girlfriend slept with <laughs> in junior tennis, uh, which I don't think guys want to hear. Um, Stan definitely didn't want to hear it, but, uh, Nick Kyrgios, I think he's, 
he's saying all the right things right now. He's uh, been living healthy, working hard. His hip feels good. He's ready to go. I think uh, Sverev's success really inspired him. Like, I think he just sees himself as better than Sverev, and Sverev is also um, younger than Kyrgios. And so I don't think Kyrgios wants to lose his place right now. And so um, I actually think he'll have, like, one very good result. I don't know where it'll be. It won't be, and like, in a Grand Slam. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be a finalist. Uh Maybe at maybe at Wimbledon, maybe at Australia, but um, I see him as a Grand Slam finalist at some point this year. I also see. I do, I also know that uh, he has his downs as well, and so I think he'll play like a top five player when he uh, for most of the year, but he'll go through funks, and that's why he's as low as eight. What well, do you I'm think? Fine. I have Nick Kyrgios at number eight as well. Oh, awesome! Again, I'm looking at I'm looking at tournaments played. He only played nineteen. So I feel like he should rack up quite a few points the second half of the year, and uh, and I and you're right. I just think I think he's got a pretty good attitude. I think his attitude is is underrated. I don't think he lets disappointing losses uh, pierce the skin too deep. I don't think he. I I think he is somebody who uh, likes winning more than he lets on to. So I think he'll have a good year. Yeah. Um, I guess we're, we're in agreement. Um, yeah, total, total agreement. So my uh, number seven, he went through a name change uh, recently. So uh, we have our man Martin Del Potro. Is it Martin Del Potro or Juan Martin Potro? No, he's Martin, Martin Del Potro. Martin yeah. Del Potro. So it's not Jack Del Sock. It's uh, Juan, Juan, Juan Sock. Del- one one Del Sock. He can keep the Dell as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have Martin at number seven. So he's ranked uh higher than he's been ranked in years at number eleven. So he won't be screwed by like terrible draws. Uh let's hope. Um for a lot of this season. Like he played in the Sun Sunset Double. I think I think that's what the Miami Indian Wells is called. Um Oh, okay. He played Djokovic in the round of like thirty-two, like twice in a row. Like he, like the one of the main reasons he's not uh, ranked higher is um, he's just had shitty draws because he was ranked because he'd been injured and was coming back and had a shitty ranking to begin with. Uh, and yeah, I think he's the he's a top eight player um, when he's healthy, and I hope he'll stay healthy. His backhand will get better. We saw at the U.S. Open that he can still be a threat. Um, he beat Federer in just an amazing match. Um, the year before, he had more amazing matches, beating Chilich in Davis Cup, uh, Nadal and Djokovic in the Olympics. Uh, yeah, and I think I think he's going to have just a very strong 2000, 2018, or maybe I just hope so. What do you think? No, I think it's deserving. I don't have him in the top 15 because I just don't see him. I feel like he gets hurt every every two years, and I don't mean to jinx him. I just I didn't think he'd have the health, but I think we'll get a good read. You know, if he's playing top-notch tennis up until, like, mid-April, then your prediction is probably better than mine. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even play, like, the clay courts. 
I don't think he played Australia last year. Yeah, he he took a lot of time off uh, before the season started last year. Um, so he's gonna get some free points at the beginning of the season. Like he's gonna win a lot of points in tournaments where he doesn't have to defend any points. So he's just gonna get up there, and uh, he didn't have any like outlier results like his best result was the u.s open um but like he was pretty like consistent throughout the part of the season that he played um which means there's not one tournament that's going to be his achilles where he's just gonna drop really really far so yeah i just keep i see him maintaining and building um who do you have at seven so i have martin but mark martin Silich. okay i I just again this is just not the most researched prediction, but I feel as if he's a he's a force almost on every surface. I think he has he he's able to adjust his game depending on the surface and depending on the circumstances. And I think again he's one of those who benefits from being under the radar. He, he seems to be under the radar literally at every tournament. Yeah, and uh, he had a big summer last year. Does, does very well in the grass, but a good hardcore player. And I think the fact that he probably won't be predicted to be in the top 10 by most experts, uh, I think will work to his advantage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I an expert who hasn't seven. predicted him in the top 10, but I think I'm going to... Reg- That's the prediction I think I'm going to regret. Um, so yeah, I respect it. Uh, keeping Chilich ranked in the top 7. Who do you have at 6? At six, I have Grigor Dimitrov. Okay. Yeah, so do I. If you were to, yeah. Well, there, I, and, that, and, and I don't think that is in any way a, uh, a prediction that he won't have a good season. I think that's a prediction that he'll have a very good season. I think that he just has a lot of points to defend. If he can stay at number six, it implies that he's had a, had a great year, probably played up to about 90% of his potential, just doesn't have that little extra edge you know, to beat the the Fab Four or the Fab Five, even if Warinka's playing the top of his game in, in a big match, on, on the big stage. Yeah, I think he does have that edge. I just don't think he has the consistency. Um, like, I think he, he'll he win some Masters 1000s this year and do well in one or two Grand Slams. But, uh, yeah, the reason I don't have him higher is he... He'll he there are parts of the season where he just disappears, um, and then he'll reappear. Um, I just haven't seen him put together a season where he's playing top tennis for more than more than eighty percent of it, which is why I don't have him higher. He's one of the greatest talents on the tour, and I actually I really hope he does win a Grand Slam. Um, because yeah, I think tennis would be better off with Dimitrov, uh, ach- like achieving his potential, and I think he definitely has the talent to win one. Um, but I don't see him doing it in two thousand eighteen. I think two thousand nineteen is when the door really opens at the top. The big four uh, still have one more year in them, I think. Um, but yeah, who do you have at five? I have uh, Alexander Zverev at number five, yeah. which I guess I've just shown my hand on the top four. But yeah. uh, he, he's got some points to gain in the majors. He has some points he will likely lose in the Masters 1000s. 
Uh, he doesn't have to stay healthy. Other top players will adjust to his game, but I think I think number five sets him up perfectly for for the following couple of years to to become top two or top three. So I, I think he'll gain some points. He'll probably be some bad, like I said, some bad upsets in the majors. And then some overachieving in, in the, the next year tournaments. I think that, that'll flip itself a little bit. Yeah, I actually have him at five as well. Uh, and for the same reasons you have him. Uh, he has gotten better every season, like remarkably so. Like his, his improving just hasn't stopped. Um, so I guess we see him at, uh, I think he was ranked number four this year, um, and you see him dropping to five and think, oh, uh, do we have him plateauing? No, he's not plateauing. It's just if the big four are healthy, Sverev is not uh, beating them. Um, he He didn't play well in any of the majors, and so he just has uh, he he has points to he has opportunities there. Um, I think he's getting stronger. He's probably worked on his volleys this off season. Um, and yeah, like uh, what do you? Th- which major do you think is his his best one? Like if you. Which yeah, one do you think is going to be? I think it's Wimbledon. I think it's Wimbledon. Wimbledon. I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be Wimbledon. We'll, yeah. we'll just have to see. But I. But I think when you're young and talented, you have e- almost equal chance to do well at every major. You just had the draws to open up for you a little bit, and and you can't you can't mail in any of the matches either. Like you really have to. If somebody's fifty or sixty and you're playing against them and they have no pressure on them, you really have to bring your A game. In fact, you may have to bring your A game more against somebody uh, who's ranked between 30 and 50 than, let's say, somebody between 20 and 10 because they're just they're hungry to boost their rankings. I actually think his best major will be the Aussie Open because uh, he's one who I think in the past has struggled with just getting tired as the season goes on. And uh, so he the draw really did open up for him at the U.S. Open. He just couldn't take advantage of it because he was just so exhausted from... Uh, from the season up until that point. Um, and he played really well against Nadal in uh, the Aussie Open last year. He was up two sets to one, ended up losing in five. Um, and so I think he'll he's like, when he's fully rested and at full strength, that's his most dangerous. So I'm excited to see um, what he can do this year in the Aussie Open. Uh, maybe it'll be his breakthrough. Um, but yeah, uh, who do you have at number four? Well, speaking of Aussies, uh, because he's done so well in Australia, even though he's number one, he gets he gets at least temp- he gets January Australian citizenship. So I have Andy Murray climbing back up the ladder to number four. Uh, he's the best best player in history with only three majors, I think, uh, under his belt. And I'm not predicting a, a win in Australia, but I'm, I'm predicting a good tournament there and. You know, when he he just he has a better attitude than he lets on to, and I think he has a better attitude than people think. So I I, I don't see any reason why he can't. He doesn't stay down for long. He like he does like to climb. I think he, he enjoys uh, kind of hitting the reset button a little bit. But once he starts climbing, he does very well. So I, I have Andy Murray at number four. Okay, that's a that's a respectable prediction. I have uh, I have Nadal at number four. Um, 
I think this is the year. I think his knees are going to give up on him at some point this season. Um, it pains me to say this because he's my favorite player, but um, he's sitting out of Brisbane because uh, his knees just hadn't recovered. He looked really hobbled um, in both Paris and uh, the end of season uh, finals. And yeah, like last season was an intense season. Um, he's another one like Del Potro who has like uh, every every two or three years, like there's just a major injury. Last season was too good to be true. And I think it like sort of evens out by an injury this season. So I think he'll win the French Open. Um, and other than that, I'm not really sure. So I, I have Nadal, at, and I think that's it's, uh, it seems like you're hedging your bets there a little bit, which never a bad thing to do. I have him at number three. I do think he'll have a, a pretty strong first part of the year, although he made a lot of finals, I think, on hard course last year, which may not be as easy to duplicate. So I think he'll drop a little bit. He's a smart athlete and paces himself. I don't think he forces injuries too much, uh, as, as he showed by pulling out of the French the previous year. I think he... He improved his chances in 2017. So I have him at number three, and and never from lack of effort. Just probably, like you say, by the second half of the year, I think he's gonna he's gonna spend a little more time on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I hope he does. I hope he takes off tournaments um, that aren't that important and focuses more on Grand Slams than um, ranking. Like I think it if he's healthy for most of the season and has good Grand Slam results and is ranked number three or four in the world, that's actually a good sign. Like, uh, it just means he's not overdoing it. Um, but yeah, um, I think injuries... So, we know who the big four are, and the way I'm ranking them at the top uh, in the rankings this year is just to see who do I think is going to play the most tournaments. And I think uh, there's also been... Um, Tough news for Djokovic about his elbow. Apparently, he's still feeling pain in it um, and doesn't want to come back until it's fully healthy. So that throws uh, his Australian Open into jeopardy. The Australian Open is his best tournament. um, And the fact that he still feels pain in the elbow is like a bad sign. I still have him at number three in the world because uh, I don't think I think the elbow will heal at some point. And he's just so good. I see him as winning the U.S. Open and maybe even Wimbledon too. Uh, probably not Wimbledon if the elbow, depending on how the elbow is and how much how much rhythm he's gotten back and where his ranking is. But um, he'll be back, but I'm just not sure how much of the beginning of the season he'll be taking off because of his elbow. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair prediction. Yeah. Who do you have at two? I, I have him at number two. I think I think I don't know <clears throat> enough about Australia. He may just try to get two rounds in and take a month or month and a half off. He doesn't have a lot of points to defend in the first part of the year. So I still have Joker at number two. I agree with your prediction on Wimbledon. I I have I do have Nadal winning uh, the French and uh, and Joker winning Wimbledon. Uh, so I have him at number two. I don't think he has as I, there's a little pressure off him. He seems to do well when they're 
there's another kid in his life. I think the first time he had a child, he, he went on a big roll. I mean, he was on a big roll for several years. Uh, he has a good attitude. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess he seems like the kind of person who can keep a player pretty level-headed and obviously fun to spar with on the court. So I have him at number two. Uh, he could be as low as 10, as high as one, but I, I'm penning him in at two. I think he'll be healthy about 80% of the year, which will be enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends. It's all about health for him. Um, uh, he's the best player in the world if he's healthy and on top of his game. And so, yeah, that's, that's what it is for him. How, how, how much of the season will he be healthy and on top of his game? Um, and so I think the best player in the world right now is Roger Federer, but I have him at number two. Um, just because when Djokovic comes back, uh, like he'll and Murray also Murray's uh, resurgence will sort of dilute the amount of like titles that Federer will win. He has, he just has an, a ridiculous number of like tournaments to defend. And I just don't see him. He's going to like rest even more this season. Like he took off the entire clay court season last year. And um, there were hints of like, his back not feeling good. Like he lost to, um, I think a fan in the year end finals, like when he lost to Sverev in, uh, and like, and at the end of the summer, he lost to Sverev and his U S open wasn't that great just because his back wasn't feeling very good. He's, he's going to be 37 like this year. And, um, I think he'll win the Aussie Open, but uh, he won't be able to really sustain it past that. What do you think? Hard guy to count out. Uh, so I, I have, uh, I have Fed winning the Australian Open. I have him at number one. I think it's just the last feather in his cap to say that he held the number one ranking <clears throat> at at thirty seven. I think he'll he'll put a lot of F emphasis into being number one by the U.S. Open. I don't think he'll win the U.S. Open, but I think he'll make the finals. And uh, I think he'll steal some points in the clay court season. I think he will play the French. I think he'll just try to make it to the third or fourth round, grab some extra points, maybe do one warm-up, and uh, maybe play one less warm-up for Wimbledon. But but I think he'll, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He'll lose to Djokovic in the finals there. But there's just there's something special about him. You know, he's, he, he's always resetting the height of the bar. And... Uh, he, um, just, I, I think this is his last year to be that Federer who's immortalized himself in the sport. Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing if he gets to number 20. Like, uh, I think neither Nadal or Djokovic is catching him if he gets that. Um, yeah, and I think he'll do it. Um, but I don't think he's going to be number one in the world this year. I think that'll be Andy Murray. Um, he's the one of the big four. I think will play the most tournaments. Uh, every this is this is the, this is the hangover alert, everybody. <laughs> every everything I've uh, everything I've read says he's come back very strong from his hip injury. Um, he uh, he's well rested, ready to go, and of the big four, he's the one who's gonna play all the tournaments this season he's not old he's not as old as Federer and Nadal uh his injury situation is better than uh Jokers at least it sounds better at the moment and yeah I have him winning Wimbledon um I have him 
just really being a threat everywhere. Um, <clears throat> his ranking right now is 16th, and that'll go up pretty much immediately. Um, and so, yeah, he lost to Misha Sverev last year at, at the Aussie in like the round of 16, I think. Uh, so he just doesn't have an enormous number of points to defend at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, Andy Murray, I see you being number one for the second time in your career. Um, and I hope you do it because you deserve it. Um, and you deserve more majors than Stan. So uh, hopefully you you do win Wimbledon this year. Uh, I wish him a lot of luck. I, I do think that if you look at old pictures of Philip Sofer, that's one reason why he's, he's so... Uh, He's so uh, bullish on Andy Murray. I I might even be able to link a picture or two there. Uh, but maybe uh, along those lines, if Murray grows his hair out, yeah, I don't know where the state of his hair right now. That usually works in his favor. Uh, and then secondly, I do think because of your prediction, you probably have a better chance of sitting next to his sister, Jamie, and his wife <laughs> than, than you do uh, sitting in the doll's box. But... <clears throat> I, I wish you luck either way. Yeah, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. Though Jamie is a brother, not a sister. <laughs> I made him a sister for the point, for the purpose of this conversation. So I, I understand completely. Should be an exciting year. These are some, I think we made some pretty bold predictions. Perhaps he can put and me in the royal box. Which which of the, fin, and, and uh, I do have to go and, and, uh, Start acting on some of my resolutions, but which of the players would you be most proud to send your 2018 predictions to? Actually, I think aside from Andy Murray, which other player would you be most proud about sending your prediction to that player? Or they would be most pleased to receive the predictions? Most pleased? Um, I think uh, a lot of them wouldn't be that pleased. Probably Del Potro. Del Potro and uh, Federer, because I think he'd be happy to hear that he wins another major this year. Um, I think uh, I would love to send them to Rayanich just so that he hears what I have to say about his hair gel. Um, and the least pleased would probably be uh, Stan, because it was a pretty gloomy, gloomy prediction for him. Uh, what? Who? Who do you think would like your prediction the most? Yeah, yeah, I I think Joker would like it. I think he'd be if somebody said it, you'll be number two at the end of the world. Are you buying or selling? <clears throat> he'd be happy to buy that. And uh, and I think Nick Kyrgios. I think I, my guess is again most of the experts other than us would not have him in the top ten. So I, I think he'd be very happy. Yeah. So let's recap. Who do we think are going to win the majors? So who do you have for Australia? Your your winner and finalist. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm Sort of, I have Federer in one in one half of the final, and I'll have uh, Murray in the other half. Yeah, that's what I have as well. At the French, it'll be Nadal, and and I think either Joker or uh, maybe Nishikori. I'm just gonna go on a limb. I'll just say Nishikori. I'm not quite sure why. I think he'll be well rested. And then Nadal, I have Nadal, Murray. At Wimbledon, I'll have uh, Nadal. Sorry, Djokovic beating Federer in the finals of Wimbledon, and in the finals, of I have uh, the U- I have Murray beating Djokovic. No, I have Murray. Yeah, Murray beating Djokovic in the finals of Wimbledon. So and I, in the finals of the U.S. Open, I'll have uh, 
either Djokovic beating Dimitrov or, or Djokovic beating Zverev in the finals of the U.S. Open. Yeah, those are good. Uh, yeah, Zverev or Dimitrov. Um, I have Kyrgios. Uh, so I have uh, Djokovic beating Kyrgios. Should be an exciting year. Yeah. Uh, I wish you luck. You may want to get a head start in that, on that initial resolution. And... Uh, Let's uh and, let's write down these uh, let's keep these predictions in a in a safe place um and uh revisit them at the end of the year. I'll, I'll write down the Wimbledon um but yeah, uh yeah, so so the person who gets his predictions closest to what actually happens uh uh will get something. We haven't decided yet, but Gets them to sit in the doll's box uh, <laughs> next to people to be determined at the 2019 Australian Open. Excellent. Yeah. Um, which means we'll be going to Melbourne in 2019. So uh, buy tickets I look, now. I look, I look forward to either winning or losing the bet. Uh, well, uh, yeah. and joyous and nouveau année. And to all our listeners, uh, have, have a wonderful year ahead. And, and please uh, stay tuned to, to many more podcasts. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, a tout à l'heure. A bientôt.